Welcome to Through the Water Cycle on Solving Water, a Xylem podcast that explores issues and opportunities water utilities have at every stage of the water cycle, from source and supply to discharge. This episode is part of a live series recorded at WEFTEC 2019 in Chicago, where Xylem experts got together to discuss critical challenges, areas of focus, and current trends in the water utilities industry. Enjoy the show! 2019 Chicago. We're at the Beer Garden here, sponsored by Xylem. This is our last uh, podcast for the day. I'm Amanda, and I'm joined here with Griffin, and we're also from Xylem. And we have Ralph Franco and Julia Beale Smith. Did I get that right? Okay. Um, with us to talk a little bit about UV disinfection. Uh, but before we do that, just want to have you guys talk about what you do for Xylem. I am Julia, and I do regional sales. For the East Coast, so Canada to Puerto Rico. Sales of UV, ozone, and now I have the opportunity to work with vehicles, sanitaire, and flight mixers. Wow. So I'm Ralph Franco. I'm actually the new applications manager for treatment for North America. So like Julia, I'm responsible for not only the Wetico brand, but also sanitaire and Leopold as well. Right. Well, welcome. I mean, I think, you know, Let's just get started with the Wetico offering. I mean, we you could talk about all the treatment solutions if you'd like, but you know, what are we what are we showing at the booth this year? Sure. So this year we're actually focusing on two of our primary products. The first product being our Duron Open Channel Disinfection Unit. Uh, the Duron unit was introduced about seven years ago in the world, and uh, has really set the standard for inclined open channel disinfection. Um, in addition to the Duron Open Channel Unit. We also have uh, some graphical presentations about our ozone treatment systems. Um, the ozone has a variety of different applications ranging from disinfection to also uh, things like taste and odor control um, for those, those uh, difficult taste issues. Um, we also are working currently on a couple new applications such as algal toxins, which is an emerging issue around the country. which. Uh, unfortunately, has led to some um, animal deaths. The algal toxins are very, yeah, very hard on the, the small. Yeah. small. So um, we're really, really excited about being part of the Xylem booth. It's been had great traffic and uh, a lot good. of really good uh, people stopping by with interest in the product lines. Quite a buzz. What are people asking you about? I mean, you um, probably mentioned some of it there. No, that's that's fine. So. Um, one of the biggest things that they're talking about is is looking to be more environmental friendly in our disinfection approach. So standard disinfection in North America historically has been driven around uh, chlorine as the primary disinfectant. Um, but as people become more aware of the water cycle really closing closer and closer together and becoming this concept of one water, it's a phrase that you'll be seeing more and more as time goes on, I think, because really what what is one person's wastewater discharge is now becoming the influent water for the next plant. So because that cycle's tightened up, it's really important um, for us to be, pay attention to what we're discharging because what we're discharging, somebody else is gonna have to deal with down the stream. And in, in that format, uh, the movement from chlorine disinfection to a UV disinfection eliminates that additional chemistry being added to the environment. And so you're talking a little bit earlier, Julie, about um, 
the, just the, all the different treatment solutions, and we've met with different Xylem folks, you know, over the course of the last couple days, and they're, you know, reviewing all this stuff with us. So how, you know, when customers come up to you, how do you, how do you know when to recommend UV disinfection over some of the other treatment options? So I have the benefit of having been an operator. So I've operated different water and wastewater facilities. So I listen to what they have to say. It's back to the 80-20 rule. You listen 80% of the time, and maybe you talk 20% of the time. So listen to what they have to say and solve their problem. Don't sell them on what we have. We honestly may not have what they need, but 90% of the time we do because we have quite a suite of products. But we solve what they have. So knowing what they have. Sure. I mean, if it's one for dioxane or if it's an algal toxin or if they're just trying to disinfect a standard wastewater. So, for, so you brought up odor before, Ralph. So that seems to be, that's usually disinfection is what you're going to use to get rid of that? Or? No. So so when we talk about taste and odor in, in water sources, primarily it's, it's from really the breakdown of algal components in the source water. So as climate changes and we're seeing these more drastic drought and uh, rain flooding events it really what it does is releases a lot of nutrients out of the soils into the receiving streams lakes rivers and when they are put in there then all of a sudden the algae blooms but then the algae dies and on that dying it's actually the lysing of the cells oh, right. releases these taste and odor components into the water sources okay. so we at uh, Xylem have multiple solutions for that uh, approach. Some of them are ozone-based solutions, so using ozone, ozone oxidation to go ahead and break, basically break down those compounds and then use our Leopold filters to remove or, or, or uh, biological filter out those compounds we've, we've broken down, eliminating the taste uh, element out of the, sure. out of the water. Um, we also have uh, UV-based solutions, a um, little bit different because um, when you're disinfecting with UV, you can use a pretty low uh, dose of UV to accomplish that. But once you move into oxidation, <laughs> it's really a lot of UV light. As we use UV light combined with peroxide, um, what that UV light does is break the peroxide in half and form an OH radical. That OH radical is a highly aggressive oxidant, and it tears apart the, the compound that's causing the taste and odor. Yeah, Again, we had uh, Jens Scheidler here okay. earlier, so and he was talking he probably about how it's the about, Superman yeah, of... Yeah, the uh, Superman of oxidizing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, several of his presentation, he uses that graphic, so uh, every time I see it, I know exactly where the slide set originated from. Sounds like uh, a yeah, mascot yeah. effort. <laughs> yeah. We have one plant that they... The water plant and he calls it a super booster yeah. Yeah. So, he's like when it goes bad we just kick on the boosters we're good yeah it's the turbocharging of water treatment i think yeah. is what his phrase was we've heard it a lot but just talking to you guys already you can hear just the full offering you know we're kind of talking about let it go a little bit but it's really the full offering of xylem's suite and product solutions yeah and that's one of the things i think we as an organization are really working hard to do um, you know, we have the tagline, let's solve water, but really we're passionate about what we do. I don't know if you sense that in the conversations you have with our, with our people. We have. Um, we're, we're, we're water geeks and wastewater geeks. Um, but, but through that, right, it, it, it's, a, it's a mindset change. And Julia hit on it before, right? 
Um, we're not here to do transactional selling. We're here to partner with our customers, with our engineers, and with the end users yeah. to really try to understand what they need yeah. and, and how can we help them solve that need. And again, the one benefit of being part of Xylem with the, the broad portfolio that exists in our current portfolio, we usually have a lot of the tools in the tool belt that we need. Mm -hmm. Again, none of these technologies are the silver bullet of water treatment. And I say that all the time. And by the way, that phrase doesn't translate well into other languages. It's a, <laughs> it's a hard one, but it's but it really it's 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 not a it's not a uh, one-stop answer sure. for everything, right? It's about take the building blocks that you have in your different brands or your different treatment processes and try to sit down and work with them yeah. to, for a solution. And, and Julia said it before, sometimes we have to tell them it's, it's not for us, right? I had a gentleman approach me earlier today about a little point of use, milliliters a minute application that he had, right? That's not what we do. But again, it's being able to try to guide him. I actually worked in some of those technologies in the past, so I was able to put him in another direction, right? And again, help him solve his problem. I might not be the answer, but at least I can help them along the way. Yeah, I mean, I think, when you kind of touched on it when you were saying, you know, talk about this full offering, it's back to this opportunity of a lifetime concept we have at the booth, but also just apparent in your roles, right? You both have, like, new roles that are now encompassing not just a certain part of the treatment business, but all of our treatment brands together. And, you know, that's got to make a huge difference out in the market. It, it, it does. And it's it does. I mean, just today, a gentleman came in the booth. I mean, I came into Xylem as a flight person, right? So I knew exactly what he wanted. So I, I took him over to the dewatering guys, and they're like, uh, and I'm like, this is what he wants. And they're looking at me like, how do you know? You're, you're a... You're a light person, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Go back over to where the light is, you know? <laughs> but so it's just, it's really intriguing. And it's its awesome to be able to help train other people and see, to bring the passion with it, right? Yeah. And to show them and to train them. I love and it. And learn about all this stuff, too. Exactly. I mean, it's a learning it's so curve much for fun. all of us. I mean, yeah. I love water. It's what I've always done. Mm -hmm. I've done it since I was 18. I know it's a problem. Wow. But <laughs> <laughs> Where were you a plant operator? Uh, in Missouri. Oh, okay. And I've actually worked at Tampa Bay Water also. Oh, that's We cool. had desalinization. Okay. It's one of the first desal plants in the United States. Wow. Cool. So it's, uh, it's a huge facility. Yeah. Um, 24 million gallons there. We had a 120 million gallon surface water treatment facility. Wow. And actually, they have some of our ozone generators that we... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a uh, full circle, right? Yeah. 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 But I feel like that experience must be very useful for you now. Well, yeah, because you can think about it, right? Yeah. It's not just, hey, I need to kill whatever's coming in at the back end, or, hey, I just got taste and odor. What else is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. What's the actual source of it? Right. What, what's causing the problem? So we can actually, call, if it's something in the front that we can treat before we get to the back where we're at, then we can take care of it. Want to hear more about how we solve water? Check out the Bell & Gossip podcast in the Solving Water feed. Host Kyle Del Piano of Xylem talks with industry thought leaders about today's issues in commercial building systems, including DOE regulations, HVAC efficiency, hydronic systems, plumbing, education, and more. Stream episodes of the Bell & Gossip podcast wherever you listen to Solving Water. So we are in 
the beer garden at Weftech, and they are serving water reuse beer. And word has it that um, we have product, a reactor product from Wetico, in that in part of this process for this very beer we're drinking. Um, can you talk a little bit about that technology and kind of where it fits into the process? So, um, we we are heavily involved with reuse projects around the country. Um, in this particular application, they're using it as high-level disinfection and also um, have the opportunity to also do the Superman uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, operation as well, if need be. But, um, at, you know, primarily it's there for disinfection. And again, it's, it's really that goal of being able to take a water that historically has been used viewed as a waste product, right? Yeah. And, t- and turning around the thinking about wait, it's not a waste product, it's actually a value source for us because instead of dumping it back to a receiving body, maybe we repackage it and make beer out of it, right? So we go through, but but it involves multiple steps of treatment sure. to make sure that we get all the <clears throat> the pathogens out of it, remove any sure. of the solids, and, and end up, in a lot of cases, uh, we have one going on right now in, in um, Virginia, that uh, Hampton Road Sanitary District has built that they actually do a taste test at the end of their plant. Okay. So they have a tasting room. It's set up like a like a beer garden, except it's waters. <laughs> and they have, uh, I think, a, a, a bottled water on tap. They have their city water on tap. And they have their reuse water on tap. Okay. And time and time again, people have preferred... Ah. The, re, the taste of the reused water. And I will say, in, in all fairness, it's a highly, highly uh, purified water that we, we work with there to get that. And there's also treatment in there that take out a lot of flavor characteristics. Because really, that's the other thing about water. If it doesn't taste good to somebody or if it takes off or, or different. It smells weird. It smells weird. People, people like sort of take a step back. Like, oh, I don't know. I, this water really doesn't have any objective flavor characteristic to it, and that also goes back to brewing beer, right? If yeah. you're brewing beer, the the first most important ingredient in that beer, regardless of what some brewmasters might like to say, is what's the water you have to start yeah. with? Yep, clean and, water. Yep, clean water. Water doesn't have any flavor characteristics of its own, or if they do. They're subtle, and they can build on those characteristics, but you can't have a water that has a harsh flavor tone to it because then while you're trying to make your product, all you're doing is trying to overcome or mask that taste profile, right? And yeah. That's an interesting trade secrets. I feel yeah. like, you know, like the Guinness Brewery, right? They have, like, some crazy 3,000-year lease on some water body nearby because of that's the water that makes the Guinness taste the way it tastes. Or, like, the French are very passionate about their water that goes into making their bread. Right. And I think that's part of it. So it's not just beer. Right. Well, it's everywhere. And, you know, there's the taste component that you're talking about. People will try it and say it tastes better. But I think it's, and we've talked to other people about this, too, the perception component of it. Like, reuse water. Oh, that's not going to taste good. But but that's where marketing comes into yeah. it, right? Yes. Yeah. That's where I need my marketing team to go out not necessarily spin it, it's but actually portray it as a, a source. Right. That you're still drinking dinosaur reuse water, and it is how we think of it. It's how we say it, right? 
Yeah. Well, it's like people that don't like sushi, right? You know, it's usually a mental thing for them because yeah. they have to get over oh, it. They're cooked? eating something oh raw, you know? But, yeah. I mean, how, do you, how do you eat your steak? Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's all in how you yeah. phrase it. I think it's an education thing. Yeah, and that's it is what, very much. Yeah. No, and, and I... And yeah. <laughs> right. I think it's worth uh, talking about that point for a minute because there has been some pretty large reuse opportunities that have been suppressed because of bad publicity or slogans chosen, right? So in California, somebody didn't think it through and tried to do toilet to tap, right? And once that... Yeah. Stuck, right? Everybody was like, I don't want to be drinking toilet water. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so again, it, as we as we have, edu- and that, by the way, that goes back probably over 20 years that that, that first event happened, right? Well, when yeah. you think about it, I mean, we still <laughs> remember that. Today. Yeah. So. But I mean, it's like Mikey likes it, right? Yeah. How many people still remember that phrase? Right. It's a bad enough slogan that it sticks with you. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. You get not just one chance but you know maybe in your municipality or in your community you kind of have one chance to really introduce it in a smart way yeah yeah so that that's part of what we're doing at the the swift project with uh hrsd hampton roads is is they been committed to build a long-term demonstration facility to help educate the public their constituents the stakeholders right and 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 the and everybody really involved, and and they don't, they don't have to hard sell it. They really don't. The tasting room is probably one of the biggest selling points for it. Of course, we have tons of data we've generated as well to show that we really have taken out all the negative characteristics that might have been in that water. Um, but proof's in the pudding, so to speak. When they get to the end, and then like, okay, is it a blind here's taste? Your, yeah, it's a blind taste okay. test. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. So yeah. blind blind tasting. To, so it's like, okay, here's the tap room, like. Go ahead and try them and tell us what you like, A, B, or C, right? You might have to consider that for next year's beer garden podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. And like you said, not every place is probably going to go to that extent, but it's a great example of prioritizing education. Yeah. Right. That's right. In, in understanding how the water is treated, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes many, many years to understand what's going on behind the curtain, per se. I mean, because a lot of people still think they turn the tap on and it's just magically there. Right. And at 2 o'clock in the morning when a, a main is broken, there's just a guy there, and that's how that works. Right. <laughs> so I worked on that side, I know. Exactly. I yeah. was that guy at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, and that's part of the process, right? It's mm. education all the way through. Mm. And it's not just, it comes from the wastewater plant in Presto. It's this pristine water, and it's magic, right? How does it get there? all the things that we do in between to get it there. Mm-hmm. Do you find that your partners, customers, approach you to help with that education aspect or do they kind of tackle it themselves? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why Xylem is, has been um, a leader in this field, to be able to put put ourselves forward with the, these trial uh, opportunities uh, to do pilot testing. Um, we're part of another really big one in San Diego. So San Diego is going to uh, embark on the beginning of their long-term journey about being less water dependent for imported waters from the north, right? 
um, California really steals water from one another all the way through and there's water rights battles that go back hundreds yeah. of years so San Diego's committed to water reuse and and again um, large project to think over three years of piloting were, was done and um, hopefully in 2020 that project will actually be bid for construction but Xylem is a very big part of that project we have on the front end we have ozone is enhanced biological treatment to break things down we've got filtration in there and then on the back end of all that we end up with advanced UV AOP to do any trace removals and again additional disinfection there's some chemical treatment in there as well but really multiple points in the process we've stepped up and said we want to be part of this solution right and and we we have you know pumps and other things on the project that are also important but you know they they just move water we're the ones that actually treat it (laughs) (laughs) no but there's other sites where we help with one four dioxane education with the state because there's different people at different levels and we help and we have people on the inside engineers that help us with that depending upon what needs to be communicated and how so it's it's a team effort yeah well this has been really interesting really appreciate you guys uh coming out here and talking through all this with us um Thanks we like to kind of sign off with a little <laughs> cheers, cheers here been great cheers. Cheers. cheers cheers thank you guys for thanks being guys here. for having us